Two Finger Guns Club presents 28 in 28, plus one. In our second Meet the Team episode, we get to know a little bit more about Zach, the host of Smark and Friends and social media wonder kid extraordinaire. Howdy, folks. We're here with the first episode of Meet the Team with a lovely Zach. What's going on? I didn't know it was the first. Huzzah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zach, what's your name? <laughs> what's my name? <laughs> Best sequitur ever. My name is Zach. <laughs> what What do you do here for us at, at uh, TFGC? Uh, I'm the host of the Smart and Friends podcast. Our show is all about welcoming people who aren't familiar with wrestling welcoming the uninitiated fans to watch a match and record their live reaction have a bit of a you know have a laugh at a bit of the more ridiculous moments in wrestling certainly but also kind of gives us like gives listeners a bit of a vicarious first watch of wrestling all over again um that's certainly something that i pull when i'm welcoming my guests but yeah that's that's my show in a nutshell no that is that is the beauty of it is the 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 listening to people who love the the sport and listening to people who are f- just falling in love <laughs> or just having a laugh you <laughs> yeah. know i mean that's not all you do for tfgc so what are some of the other things that you do behind the scenes uh, i handle a lot of the social media um not for not for the like entire uh, entire operation um you know i did some social media on and off for uh, for two finger guns club's main uh, main accounts uh right now i'm also the social media well, obviously behind Smart and Friends and uh, also behind, uh, b- um, excuse me, I almost called it Boldly Boinking. That's, I uh, mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the rebranded uh, Rocket Man Explorers, mm-hmm. uh, which has been, you know, that's that's a lot of fun too. Uh, yeah. I'm not as, I'm not as neck deep in the sci-fi fandom as I am in the wrestling fandom, but uh, I, I am a big sci-fi fan. So I get, I do enjoy getting to convey a little personality there too. So Explore deep space. Explore deep space. <laughs> And alternate universes. Alternate season universes. one coming soon. Yeah, yeah. F- once we manage to get through February, <laughs> if we, we manage to get through February. Oh, we're gonna do it. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. For some reference as well for the people listening, the reason why you're kind of our social media guy is because that's kind of what you do. Yeah, that's my wheelhouse. I I work social media for a living. I work for um, an agency called the Social Smiths out in Toronto. It's a great business, um, and it affords me the beautiful luxury of working from home because obviously we're from Montreal, and I'm doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of work for them. I handle a you know very interesting handful of clients, and yeah, social media is kind of my jam i was just gonna say that i mean that's awesome yeah it's definitely like a a welcome addition to our team yeah for sure not only as the wonderful host but also the social media guru you're too kind (laughs) (laughs) i mean you kind of answered my next question which is where are you from you're from montreal but are you actually from montreal itself or not from the city um like i grew up off island uh like you know i you know, when I was a kid, I was mostly like in Il Perot, Pancor. Then uh, high school was my first quote-unquote on-island regular appearance. Do you, do you want to explain just if someone's listening that's not from Montreal, like what the island off-island? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Montreal is kind of like, you know, you got there your greater Montreal area, which is mostly the main island. Uh, I'm not entirely sure of the geography. I'm willing to be corrected on this. I've always kind of considered the greater Montreal area to be everything that happens after you cross the St. Anne's Bridge. And yeah, once I the, mostly I was uh, in Ilpro Pankar, which is just outside of Montreal, by way of said bridge. Yeah, 
and yeah, that's where I kind of grew up, did the whole elementary school thing. And then like I started going to McDonald's High, which is in St. Anne's. So I crossed that bridge and that was like my first quote unquote Montreal Island experience. So it wasn't yeah. like the other side of the tracks. It was the other side of the river. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up in a hard place. Dill <laughs> <laughs> Perot like took like my <laughs> innocence. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, as someone who didn't grow up in Montreal, coming here and hearing people talk about the island, I don't know that everyone in Canada thinks of Montreal as an island. It, it is. Yeah. It is, but it's an, a weird island in a river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not what most people think of when they think of an island. No, no, no. So. We're not like some tropic little no. outskirt. Oh, not right uh, now either. It's yeah. Cold. It's very it's cold, cold, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Being on an island is not fun. Yeah. Not I'm gonna, oh, winter. I'm going on a beautiful island vacation. I think that's how we should rebrand uh, <laughs> the city. A beautiful island vacation. And like, yeah. that's what people who come on vacation can say yeah oh. i mean we have some beaches we have some beaches down here in verdun absolutely uh, there's a photo opportunity you can post it on facebook you can yeah. get your hate likes i don't recommend going in the water uh, no i don't either <laughs> i don't think anyone who's a local goes. superpowers are not guaranteed <laughs> no. folks <laughs> no you get some super other things um <laughs> so i guess the next question is how did you come to be working with uh tfgc um, a bit of a confluence of events, actually. Um, I kind of like, this is going to sound like it's completely unrelated, but I'm going to start with it. And trust me, there's a, there's a transition here. But social media wasn't my first career. I, I, had a, I have a design background. I studied at John Abbott College doing design for film and theater. And uh, I was doing that for a while. Unfortunately, you know, it's a, it's a very competitive field. Uh, and I've made my peace with that. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for me. But, you know, I had almost 10 years, I guess maybe closer to six, like working in that field and made a lot of like wonderful contacts. Mm -hmm. uh, when I put that, you know, life behind me, unfortunately, I lost contact with mm. those people because, you know, like I can still invite them. They're still very kind to me, but, you know, they're busy too. Yeah. They're very busy. Yeah. So there was that happening. Then I moved into the new career and also, you know, Tina. Uh, technical well, Tina. Technical Tina. Yeah. You know, we've been friends for, you know, about 16 years now. Mm -hmm. I knew she was launching with you and with Alex, the Two Finger, Finger Guns Club, and I knew you were doing Boldly Boinking with Connor. So I knew that that was happening, and um, I wanted to uh, – I saw an opportunity to kind of get creative again. And, I, of course, I didn't want to approach just say, hey, I want to do a show without any kind of concept. So I actually sat on it for a couple months before I even told Tina I was – interested or had something you know I wanted to pitch something naturally I thought of wrestling but there is a lot of wrestling podcasts out there we're, mm -hmm. a, we're a very passionate fandom mm -hmm. and I don't say this with like a, as a self con uh, detriment to my self-confidence or anything but like I know I'm not like a dynamic host I wouldn't be able to do like things like reviews which there's already so many excellent review podcasts out there mm -hmm. who have like these tremendous hosts who have this, these big personalities and they're wonderful I knew that like if I had a strong concept, I can be strong with that concept. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm also a big Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan. Um, so I, I, I guess that, uh, you know, that side of my fandom, plus like, you know, watching wrestling with Connor, the rocket man himself, who's not a wrestling <laughs> fan. Uh, I would, you know, if he was over, I would show him something cool and I would watch his reaction. Mm -hmm. And I was, and that's how it kind of like blossomed there. I'm like, you know, maybe there's something here. Maybe that could be like the kind of podcast uh, maybe I can develop from there. And then I thought watching wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling and also making connections, uh, or sorry, revisiting those connections with people from the art world yeah. that I kind of lost contact with and giving them, you know, a humble but growing platform to promote their projects. Yeah. 
so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how it came to be. Then I pitched it to Tina, who who brought it to the team, and you know, then we started producing. And what I will say from our side is that uh, the pitch was exceptionally well organized and very impressive we were all very impressed with what you came to us so you were underselling it in that you kind of sat on the idea and then pitched it you came to us with a very well formed i mean that's why we got we were on board thank you um and also i would say the the dynamic comment i understand what you're saying in terms of building kind of a show based only on a a personality or or your ability to kind of mm, go off the cuff or whatever yeah but i would definitely say that you're a dynamic host it's oh, just a different you. different format certainly and sometimes uh, there's strength in, in having a, a really strong idea I've, I've heard a listener say i kind of sound like an npr host which is yeah, which no, is I, a little flattering you have a great you have a great like host radio audio voice for sure <laughs> thank no you. i've definitely i've definitely heard that as well yeah oh thank you yeah and we were just ta- i mean this you won't have heard this conversation because this is before we started recording but we were just talking about how great zach is at reading and how like reading a script on air and how terrible I am. <laughs> so that's a skill to be to be admired. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's different strengths, right? I, I do have like a bit of a stammer that I kind of combat sometimes. Mm-hmm. And reading has always, reading aloud has been a way I fight that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's just different strengths. But I mean, that's, that, go, that goes to the strength of, of the organization and the, the thought that goes into the episodes and the planning, and which is all great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of podcasts... The next question, mm-hmm. it's a hard-hitting question. Mm. Do you like podcasts? <laughs> podcast betrayed me a long time. No, no, I, I actually can't improv. When I had, like, you know, a less cerebral job, I would listen to podcasts a whole lot more often than uh, than I do today. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, when I was shelving uh, shelving items, I was able to put on a podcast. But you know, now, now that I'm like typing copy and everything, it's a uh, it's a bit hard. I gotta I gotta focus. Otherwise, suddenly I'm writing. My copy sounds like something from Holy Boinking, which is going to get me in trouble with one of my clients one day, certainly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a, I like podcasts, certainly. So what would, if you can think of it, what would be the first podcast that you think that you ever listened to? Ever listened to? Oh, it was it was probably a wrestling podcast. Ooh, I could flip a coin. Uh, it's either one of these two. It was probably either the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast or the Chris Jericho podcast, Talk is Jericho. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're not really familiar with wrestling. I know uh, those names. Yeah. Uh, and I will admit that I think that the reason why I know Stone Cold Steve Austin is because I watched The Good Place, and there's oh. a lot of jokes about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I popped big when I when, when Kristen, uh, Kristen Bell or yeah. uh, Eleanor uh, was making yeah. those Steve Austin jokes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's certainly – he's one of the biggest money makers in the entire industry that has ever seen. He didn't sell out like The Rock. Apparently. He didn't sell out like that jabroni <laughs> The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So would you say, would one of those be your favorite podcast now or has Ooh, that? I haven't listened to them in a long while. What would your favorite one be now? Favorite one right now? Well, that, that's very tough because I've been li- what I've been listening to a lot lately is a lot of other wrestling, independent wrestling pro- podcasters such as such as ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm a big fan of Josh Robinson, Dits on Wrestling Podcast, Smart to Death. Oh man, uh, Foul Original. Uh, I'm gonna kick myself after we're done recording because like I'm there's gonna be someone I omit uh, omit um, Queen of Any. Just really great. Uh, I guess I'm more of a fan of the scene right now, the podcasting okay. scene. I really like what independent creators are creating, mm-hmm. especially in a world where, like, I mean, I don't know if you're privy to this, but the WWE just released a podcasting network. So, oh, like, wow. you know, then they have, like, the machine yeah. behind them when it comes to promotion. So I have 
tremendous respect and I think I would have that this even if I wasn't creating a podcast myself mm-hmm. for the independent mm-hmm. podcasting scene. The podcasting world is in an interesting place because it was like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't know that there was podcasts really 20 years ago, but early 2000s there were the first ones. And it was really just this weird thing that some people were into. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I would say in the past five years, podcasting has really done this weird shift where there were some there were always some bigger players some bigger like networks and creators and things like that that but most of them were creators that had started off in a in a, a garage somewhere and built themselves up mm-hmm. and now you have a lot more bigger players like bigger production of other media as well moving into the space and it's this weird thing where it's getting crowded with the big players and there still are a lot of independent creators it's just like it's yeah. not quite at the level of like the the gatekeepers that you have in like the movie industry. Yeah. But we are kind of in a shift towards that, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'm not throwing Conan O'Brien under the bus. I'm a big <laughs> Conan O'Brien fan, but he was on the cover of some magazine because uh, he had launched his own podcast and saying yeah. something like comedians have are saving podcasts. I'm like, give me a break. Uh, Conan O'Brien has... Yeah, mm-hmm. what network is he on now? I uh, I don't. He was on TBS for a while. Is yeah, I think he still is there. Maybe uh, possibly. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, again, big supporter, but I'm a little behind on uh yeah. on his uh, on his currents. Um, but it, it frustrates me seeing yeah uh, the level of of popularity of podcasts being attributed to people who weren't putting in the grind. No, and and to be fair, I would say though that comedians did a lot to build podcasting into what Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of comedians that weren't necessarily big names that became big names through their podcasts. Sure. Um, and some of the best podcasts, the, my favorite podcasts, are comedians talking about something that isn't necessarily just com- like comedy. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite murder is a really huge one, but that's a comedian and then a. F- person who is an I don't know that she would say that she's a comedian but she's very funny as well the dollop which is a hilarious podcast and it's just two comedians but they're not doing comedy you know it's it's like comedic effect around the other subject matter but I mean those weren't big name comedians before you know doing a podcast so yeah I guess like the headline in question certainly nothing wrong with it but leading with with Conan O'Brien no no I mean Uh, he came in and had a huge budget probably for marketing yeah. and promotion. And, and that goes a long way for getting a podcast out there, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But for everyone else, it's a lot of, as you know, <laughs> with the work that you do for Smart Good Friends. Yeah. It's a lot of work putting it's a, in It's a lot time. of work, yeah. 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 So what is something that you or TFGC or you in relation to TFGC are working on that you're kind of most excited about for the, the coming year? Well... On this last season, we landed a, a, sp- a partnership deal with Power Slam TV, which have been just fantastic partners. First two seasons, I was watching content uh, using my WWE Network subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, Power Slam have been very generous and provided uh, the on-demand content for us. Uh, so we're just exploring their absolutely astounding library of independent wrestling content and watching that with my guests and that's been a lot of fun and it's been fun for me as a fan to um quote unquote lapsed or recovering wwe addict wwe addict uh, exploring this whole spectrum of independent wrestling that i never really you know i knew about peripherally and respected but now i'm like really just deep diving into it so as a fan i'm really enjoying continuing that i look forward to what we're going to be doing in season four yeah uh, 
there's also some ideas that we're doing through this 28 and 28 that I'm like really I'm very excited about and would love to see become more long form uh, or recurring mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. I mean, that leads into my next question, which is, are you participating in 28 and 28? And, oh, yeah. And what are, what are some of the things? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what I'm, are some I'm, of the things you're doing? I'm very excited about some of these. Uh, first, I got Smark and Friends Reversal, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of turning the idea of my podcast on its head. I'm not watching wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling. I'm talking to people in the wrestling industry about just about anything but wrestling. Mm-hmm. I for my first uh, for the guest for this uh, this for the twenty eight and twenty eight, I'm talking to Andrew Stott from uh, from IWS. He's the IWS Dojo head trainer. Uh, also on air, he's uh, he's Professor H. Uh, he's a he's a manager for Max Lemire, the world's largest cruiserweight. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are people that are, are going to understand what you're saying, but yeah. these at this point just sound like words. <laughs> totally fair. But also on top of that, he's a comic book writer. Oh, fantastic. So I'm going to be talking to him about comics, um, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Almost I know what the other shows are, but. Well, there's the TFGC special. There's, of course, the TFGC special. That's going to yeah. be like back to basics for uh, for, for Smart and Friends. I'm going to mm-hmm. be watching wrestling with you guys, with you, Tina, Dora, Alex, Connor. You know, the, the whole team. The gang's all here. Yeah. There's also Straps Parade, uh, yes. which I'm, uh, you know, there's a lot of negativity online about wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think it's really rooted in people just treating their own opinions way too seriously Mm -hmm. uh and like if people are celebrating something someone has to come in and say like no you're wrong it's like no i'm i'm not wrong i like this so i want to just like highlight that platform give people an opportunity to say hey i love this Mm -hmm. uh so i'm just going to be compiling a bunch of audio clips we're going to be reaching out to people on uh, on twitter instagram social media ask them for a 30 second clip about something that they just loved in wrestling this week yeah and just just work from there also, IWS, uh, yes. where where uh, Andrew uh, Stott, also uh, an executive producer with them, mm-hmm. uh, works. Uh, and also, uh, I just learned that who this person is, the Speedball. Speedball, is yes. going to be in main, that match, yeah. right? Yeah, he's going to be uh, main eventing in a ladder match. Right, a ladder match, not a lather match. That'll make sense <laughs> when you listen to the 28 and 28 <laughs> um, Two Finger Guns Club Smart and Friends special good jokes yeah. uh yeah i'm gonna be uh bringing uninitiated fans to the event itself mm-hmm. um i've done this a couple times on my show uh, i've brought connor i've brought uh brought other people to a wrestling event but it's usually been just a short segment in the show yeah i'm gonna go deep dive a little gonna bit go deep yeah yeah just have a more uh extended chat with the people i bring yeah yeah and then you also have one about entrances correct ah yeah I'm sorry. There's so many. There's so many. There's no, that, so many. How are you juggling all this? If I if if I didn't spend a lot of my time looking at the schedule and the recording, <laughs> like I wouldn't have it on top of my head. But yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna be sitting down with my buddy uh, Jordan Walder, mm-hmm. um, who's gonna be doing a couple 28 and 28 uh, podcasts. Yes. Uh, he's got yeah. a couple to bring to the table. We're gonna be just talking about like kind of the art of the entrance when it comes to wrestling. We just got a couple of, I don't want to say generic questions. Uh, we just have a couple like questions that resolve resolve revolve mm-hmm. around the you're world you're gonna be asking the same questions for each entrance is that kind of what you're talking about no 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 like for example very rudimentary very basic version of this like if i ask him what's the most what's your oh, favorite entrance and we'll okay. we'll go back and forth in that but yeah we just have like some pointed questions uh 
different themes. I don't know how to articulate this without like kind of like giving away too much. You'll just have to stay tune in, folks, and, yeah. and check it out. I believe that there's also a possibility of another one where you're going to discuss Japanese wrestling. Well, I mean, yes, but that's not really my. That's not my. You're more of a, a guest. I'm like I'm one. a guest on that one. Yes. Um, see, like again, I've mentioned I'm kind of like a, uh, like I've stepped away from the WWE side of the fandom and. You know, I'm very excited to be a part of this show because, like, I everyone talks about New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, and the whole scene in Japan. It's 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 astounding. Mm-hmm. And like, I watch like even just if I'm on Twitter and I see some gifts of just absolutely astounding camera work or just unbelievable agility uh, and. They're telling a lot of story just in those eight second gifts I'm seeing essentially. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm very excited to watch a watch a match. I don't know what Isabel, I believe her name is Isabel, yeah. uh, has in store for me, but I'm excited to find out. I th- yeah, well, well, we're all very excited to see how how these turn out. I think that might be it for. That that's got to be everything, I think, unless or I'm... maybe you're doing another one and we've all forgotten. I oh don't man, know. if I <laughs> forgot something, oh. don't worry, don't worry. I don't think it's forgotten, forgotten. I think it just we we have lost track of it off the top of our head, which is fine. Yeah. So, who would be a dream guest on a podcast for you? To watch wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling. Yeah, we'll say we'll we'll do the Smart and Friends. Who would be a dream guest for you to get on Smart and Friends? Madame Dion, if you're listening, I would love to watch wrestling with, with you. I think that would be absolutely hilarious to watch wrestling with someone like Celine Dion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a local girl. A local yeah, girl absolutely. Well. Yeah. I, I um, you know, I have spoken to people outside of Montreal, but uh, like I do like promoting local uh, yeah. local artists and uh, and content creators. So like I, I I mean, if we could get her on, I, I think we all would be very happy. <laughs> yeah. I shot my shot on Twitter. I, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I didn't get a reply. So I think that's. Well, you that... just got to keep trying. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean that's a pretty great guess just right like, off the bat. Honestly, like that's, that's a pretty hard bar, high bar. I'm not going to be able to no. like jump past it. This last season, I was really excited to have uh, Patricia Somerset, who is the first English speaking voice for for Zelda in a le- an official Legend oh, of wow. Zelda game. Yeah, that was very cool. Uh, it was great to have her on, and I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy, so uh, so that was fun for me. Other people like I would love to have like the Planet Smashers. Uh, I reached out to Jay Barrichell as well uh, <laughs> via Twitter, another, another via very boy. official things. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I think I'm going to – I would like to get stronger in that networking and, like, know the proper channels to reach out to people like this. Mm-hmm. I would love to kind of, like, keep an eye on who's coming to town for a tour. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. Jimmy Eat World's coming in April, That'd be, uh, and I'm a huge Jimmy Eat World fan, yeah. so uh, – well, like, I know, mean, I, I'm I'm reaching big, uh, just and those keep are shooting those dreams. shots. Yeah, keep yeah. shooting those shots. We'll <laughs> yeah. get there. Yeah. The next question is rather. I mean, we all know the answer to it, but we're asking the same questions of our team members. Are you a smark, or are you a friend? I'm a huge smark. Okay. But I'm a friend to all. <laughs> well, that's a perfect answer. <laughs> the next question is: Do you own cats, or are you allergic to cats? I own a cat. Mm. You own only one. Only one. Yes. His name is Ticket. Oh. He is a huge troublemaker. (laughs) Yeah. But he's uh, he's my dude. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The next one is about Star Trek. Mm. Do you have a favorite Star Trek series or character? TNG. TNG. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's that. That's what I kind of like grew up on. Yeah. I 
do want to explore those other the other series. Yeah. Very excited about Picard, which launches today. Launches, it just launches uh, as we record this. Yeah, it launches today. Wow. Uh, so I'm excited to check that out. Uh, but Maybe once we get through 28 and 28, we'll sit down and check it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Connor, you know, he's in the other room saying, uh, bragging about how he's going to watch it when he gets uh, the first episode <laughs> when he gets home. Well, <laughs> we'll just have to, I don't know. Yeah, like, we'll have to stop him. Yeah. We'll have to stop we'll, him. We'll have to stop him. Yeah. But yeah, definitely TNG. And, um, you know, I would love to have a spicier answer, but I think my favorite character is Data. He's great, though. He's, uh, he's great. You know, I, I've in, indulged in like a handful of sci fi, I've not discovered a better. Cyborg, cyborg, robot, uh, like Ada. there's a lot of philosophy. There's a lot of dimension yeah. behind where, his place in the story. I mean, Star Trek is uh, really great in that they were most of them were long running, not all of them were, and mm-hmm. so they got to take these characters that were, especially the alien characters or the non-human characters, and they had the space to explore them. So, mm-hmm. Data is one of those characters that really got fleshed out. On that note about how long it lasted, I think TNG and Voyager are the only two that lasted like seven seasons thus far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Deep Space Nine lasted a fairly long time, yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because I think that they started roughly the same time as Voyager. And I remember watching both as a child in like as they were coming out. Yeah. Like on like there was like a Star Trek night in my household. And we all like after we were done getting ready for better whatever we'd go down and watch star trek <laughs> that's i mean that's where i came from but yeah. the next thing we're asking is tell us your weirdest talent or your deepest darkest secret <sighs> one or the other <laughs> if you could hear my facial expression <laughs> right now um I mean, we won't hold it against you if you, off the top of your head, can't think of the absolute weirdest or the absolute deepest darkest, but... Yeah, I don't think I'll touch deepest darkest. <laughs> uh, weird. Oh, weirdest talent. Uh-huh. I can make the one of the veins in my neck grow really, really big. <laughs> like huge, alarmingly so. How did you discover this talent? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's inappropriate. Because that's fantastic, but also just like, I don't know how you would just stumble upon that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, (laughs) It involves like, kind of just like... Clenching? Yeah. So again, it's probably an inappropriate story. Uh, I I, I would ask you to do it, but I also don't know whether the sound of you clenching would be something enjoyable to listen to. So... in all fairness, it's a silent clenching, but, okay, it's a- <laughs> but the visual is lost. Maybe we'll try to take a picture of it later. Oh, yeah, okay. If we can, if we can make yeah. that vein bulge. <laughs> this is not something that I oh, man. was expecting to say today. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I forgot about that, and like I really had to dig deep to remember that one. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, I hope it's as big as I remember. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's what he or she says. Yep. <laughs> What is the most stereotypically Canadian thing that you actually love? So we're talking maple syrup, poutine, hockey, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poutine. You already poutine. hit it. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite in, in Montreal? 
Uh, La Banquise. La Banquise. I don't go. Uh, I mean, I live in Dorval now, which is uh, is on the West Island, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't get to La Banquise too often. If you're if you're coming in from out of town, you got to check out La Banquise. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's not accessible to you, because uh, like the lineup is always. I was just gonna say you'll oh know it God. by the lineup. You'll know it by the lineup. Well yeah. put. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. Um, I used to live around the corner from that place, and that it was the most frustrating thing walking home late at night when all of the drunk people were in that line it was just yeah crazy yeah yeah i mean again if that's not accessible to you and you know you just need a you know run-of-the-mill kind of like fast foodish place can't go wrong with uh la belle pro mm-hmm. uh, la belle Provence. yeah Provence. sorry yeah. yeah i'm going colloquial yeah. uh, <laughs> uh you know the, you'll find them uh, just about Everywhere. in any food court yeah. <laughs> but also very very montreal very quebecois i mean that, that's fair. I feel like a lot of people here, yeah. their their favorite stereotypically Canadian thing is puts in. It's, yeah. I mean, we're in the place to get puts in, so that makes a lot of Absolutely sense. Absolutely are, yeah. All right. We're going to come into the last few questions. Yeah. So we have one that to, to make you think a little bit. Ooh. Philo- philo- I mean, you could take it into like philosophy if you want, but you can take it wherever you want to. Okay. If you were to start a cult, what would the cult be about? man (laughs) um for our listeners he had to stop and take a drink to think this through (laughs) this is loaded it is loaded. this is loaded the thing is if you think this question is loaded the question that i originally had which is a question that i love to ask people but i decided was inappropriate it's much Can i know what mu- it is yeah i like to ask people uh how would they get sucked into a cult okay and then who could get you out oh okay but what that really is asking is how people can manipulate you and whether there's anyone that you will trust yeah when you're being psychologically manipulated and tortured Definitely. which is like a very revealing like a really lay yourself out there yeah it's a delightful conversation when you're having those kinds of conversations with people but maybe not for a podcast yeah yeah Oh, man. I'm not even afraid of, like, saying something, like, that's just not appropriate. I'm just worried about saying something boring here. I mean, most cults are about the most boring things. Yeah. Honestly, like, anything that kind of just gets me a lot of time off would be nice. I mean, that is the beauty of being a cult leader. Yeah, yeah. often people are doing things for you and giving you money. Yeah. uh, Yeah. How I would lure them. I mean, like, I I suppose I'm still working on that. Like, you know. Just working on that? Yeah. Would you say maybe it might be like a a wrestling cult? Do you think that you could find a way? A wrestling cult. I mean, it would have to be a very theatrical, uh, a very drawing. um, Most cult leaders are rather dramatic. Yeah, certainly. Um, I would need, like, some top-tier talent to... Mm -hmm. Uh, to to be my quote unquote apostles, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I suppose I would have to be. Ooh. Well, here's the thing: the best wrestling promotions have like a more evil figurehead who mm. kind of like runs the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the um, the joy of watching wrestling is watching that person kind of get their comeuppance. Mm. So you'd Can... be like that person, but real. It yeah. wouldn't be just like a but, for show. Well, that's the thing. Like, do I want my cult? T- to want to see me like get uh, get my nose punched in a whole bunch. Oh, Th- therein lies the problem here. Mm. Uh, but you could do that. You could be that person without bringing in outsiders who want to punch you. Because really, it's like the outsiders that want to come in and punch those people, right? It's not the. 
Unless I'm so wait, uh, well, I, am, I imagine like the cult to be the audience of the wrestling match uh, mm-hmm. the, of the shows that I am quote unquote producing to uh, okay. uh, to elevate me and my you know, uh, my stature. But you could you could really set up like you could set up a person in your cult that's gonna get all the take all that nose punching. Yeah, you know you can be the the mm. the, the man behind the screen. Oh, okay, yeah, and the, I'm the man behind the curtain. Whatever yeah. is the Wizard Wizard of Oz reference there? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you got you got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I suppose that's it. I I would have to be anonymous. I suppose. Yeah, I would have to be an anonymous uh, a cult leader. I mean, that probably would be the smartest way to run it. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you wouldn't get yeah be associated yeah. if it all goes. It always goes to shit. But. Yeah, the cult leader is actually my cat ticket. <laughs> it was the brains behind the whole operation. I feel like most cats are are cult leaders essentially. Oh, I mean, we a do everything of, for them. Of one or two or however many they've sucked in. So, how would your cult end? Mm. Probably my inevitable exposure. Uh, Once people realize, like, oh, it's this dude. Like at the end of Wizard of the Oz. Yeah, yeah. Then I, I don't know. You're basically starting a Wizard of the Oz wrestling cult. There's money there. Yeah. <laughs> There's money there. Kevin Nash uh, used to be, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, that <laughs> reference is probably lost on you, but he used to have a, an Oz gimmick. He was, yeah, just known as Oz, and he would come to the ring with Dorothy, Tin Man, and everyone. Uh, but yeah, I guess my cult would end with me taking like a power bomb or a pile driver through a table or something. <laughs> Maybe I an mean, Inferno match. That's great. That's a great way to go out, I think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And the last question we'll end on, if money was not an issue, what would you be doing? <sighs> Nothing. <laughs> I would, uh... oh, man. For the reference, be, for the reference, I feel like context. You do have two very small children. This is it. Like, so I'd the, be the able nothing to... is like a... Well, the nothing is like I'd be able to easily live on the idea that my family is supported mm-hmm. and, also, yeah, like, and the nothing would be oh man I, I just watched Christopher Robin and uh, they just like quoted it so well something about doing nothing is time well spent mm-hmm. there's something to that effect yeah yeah I also imagine that it, there's a level of kind of exhaustion that you're dealing with well certainly <laughs> like a like a like a kind of low Oh yeah. Well, hum of yeah. exhaustion constantly. Yeah, I ended my relationship with uh, with sleep mm. uh, a little while ago. So that's yeah. I mean, I think everyone gets there at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could sleep a lot if you. Had I could sleep yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I wanted to spend time with my fam. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's what I would do, and probably watch a lot more wrestling. <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds like a delightful way to spend your time. Well, thanks so much for, for doing this. Yeah. Letting us get to, to know you a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's our most in-depth conversation after, I, I guess, knowing is. each other since, yeah. like, I don't know, uh, St. Patrick's Day a couple of years ago. Yeah, that is, that is yeah. I mean, it, it's been a lot of, of work-related conversations, so you're right. This probably is uh, the most in-depth. But, I mean, it's, but this it's was been nice. Lovely. This was fun. Yeah, it's been lovely getting to know you, having our audience get to know you a little bit more behind the man behind Smart and Friends. Um, and uh, tune in, everyone, for all the episodes. We can throw some links in the, the bio. We can sh- throw some links for all of the podcasts that you referenced and any that you maybe will think of later. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be name-dropping them on Twitter. I always do. Yeah, sounds good. And we'll leave it at that for tonight. Word. Executive production by Alex Lucier-Craig. Alexa Jordans, and Tina Lullum. Technical direction by Tina Lullum. Creative direction by Alexa Jordans. This episode hosted and produced by Alexa Jordans, with special guest Zach Threepland. 
Special thanks to Dora Stansu for show coordination and other behind-the-scenes magic. Theme song by Louis Nagy. Stick around for the rest of the month. We have 29 episodes in total, and we're so excited to show you what we've been working on. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on social media, Two Finger Guns Club, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we're very excited to announce we have a Patreon. You can find us over at patreon.com slash TFGC. Like one of the episodes you heard on 28 and 28? Let us know on Patreon. When you become a member, you get the chance to vote for your favorite episode that we will be making into a full season. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.